welcome to another edition of the Getting Blitzed Fantasy Football Podcast, hosted as always by your commissioner and reigning league champion. Uh, we are entering week six. Yikes. Tonight the Giants will play the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley or Wayne Gallman, their top two running backs. They don't have Evan Ingram or Sterling Shepard, their top two receivers. So this should be a really shitty game. Uh, (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, Don't anybody forget, Sunday morning, 8.30, we have a London game. We had one last week, but it wasn't early for some reason. But uh, yeah, the Panthers and the Bucks are playing at 8.30 Sunday morning. So everyone should be aware of that. Set your lineups early enough so you don't get fucked by it or whatever. Check everything Saturday night. So this week... We have uh, Danny Dimes and the boys will be taking on Don't Drink and Draft. Then Kiefer will be taking on the Salty Pretzels. Then Los Gauchos will be taking on Foreign Agent. Then My Nick is Chubbin will be taking on 1.21 Gigawatson. And lastly, Harry Twatter will be taking on the Shilldozer. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more to say here in the intro, but uh, I will get right into these matchups. Getting right into it, uh, the first matchup is my own. Danny Dimes and the boys is taking on Don't Drink and Draft. Uh, this is a trap game if I ever saw one, because I really want to pick myself this week, but I know the 0-5 team is exactly what's going to bite me in the ass, but let's see. Uh, quarterback, I got Carson Wentz. Don't Drink and Draft has Aaron Rodgers now. These are two elite quarterbacks, in my opinion, on the field, but on the fantasy field this year, Carson Wentz has been vastly superior from a fantasy standpoint. Aaron Rodgers is getting shit done. They're winning football games. I believe they're in first in the uh, NFC North, but his fantasy has just not been good. He's the 18th-ranked quarterback in a 10-team league. You know, it's just there's 17 better quarterbacks right now, and Carson Wentz is one of them. He's a top-10 guy. So I'm taking Carson Wentz at the quarterback, even though he's playing Minnesota. Uh, it's a real tough defense, but they're really tough against the run. I think he should throw more than normal and have a pretty good game. Then the running back situations, I have Zeke Elliott. And as of right now, I'm slotted in Miles Sanders with Josh Jacobs on the bye week. But Miles Sanders, uh, he's he's only in because, like I said, Minnesota thrives against the run. And he's, uh, he's the pass catching back out there in Philly, so I'm hoping to snag you know, 12 to 15 points and just, you know, come out of it with with a sustainable amount. Then Zeke, he gets the Jets, man. Uh, supposedly you can't run on the Jets, and he hasn't even totaled 100 yards the last two weeks combined. But I have no doubts about Zeke Elliott. I think he'll run all over the Jets on Sunday afternoon. Then Don't Drink and Draft has Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. Uh, people might be a little skeptical because Todd Gurley has totaled 67 yards in his last two games on 20 carries. All right, was also totaled four touchdowns, so I don't know. I don't worry about it. They're using Todd Gurley plenty. He's getting exactly what he needs to get. He's getting the job done. And then Melvin Gordon, he had a little bit of a, a letdown last week when he got his first call back to action, but um, hopefully his usage will increase this week. I mean, hopefully for my opponent. <laughs> but he uh, he's so much better than let him be last week. They just They were in such a bad position. They had to throw the ball so much, so we'll see. But the potential is through the roof, so I'm taking Gurley and Gordon over Elliott and Sanders. Uh, the wide receivers, we got a real good battle here. I have Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. 
Michael Thomas has been unstoppable. He's an elite wide receiver at this point in the year, top five guy. In his last two games, he has 20 catches for 270 yards. So he's on an unreal pace even without Drew Brees, who's posting videos of himself throwing passes. So give me all day, Mike Thomas. Can't guard Mike. Then Mike Evans, man, he put up a dud zero for me last week. He's traveling to London this week to play a uh, division foe in Carolina. They're not the best defense. They played Carolina like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and um, he put up four for 60, so hopefully that's uh, the basement of what I could get out of him this week, but it's getting hard to trust Mike Evans with the way Jameis Winston's throwing the ball to uh, Chris Godwin. Then Don't Drink and Draft has Odell Beckham and Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper has been an absolute stud this year. He had 226 receiving yards last week, so... Way to go him. Hats off. He gets the Jets, who I just said can be thrown on, but not run on, apparently. So he might get a, another huge day ahead of him. And then Odell, man. Everyone knows my love for Odell. Y'all know I'll never give up on that guy. That guy, But uh, he's been struggling, man. Two catches each of the last two weeks is not what you expect out of an elite wide receiver. Baker has looked like shit. The offensive line has looked like shit. But... Not as bad as what he had in New York, and he was getting it done there. So I don't know what's going on. Excuse me. And uh, because this matchup, each of us has an elite producer and a giant question mark with an elite ceiling, I'm going to push our wide receiver matchup this time. Moving to the tight ends, I have George Kittle. Don't drink and draft rolls out Jared Cook. Uh, Jared Cook finally showed up last week. <laughs> he had a touchdown. And he had season-high four catches and a season-high 40 yards. So not inspired by that at all. <laughs> like, not a little bit. Jacksonville is a very good defense, so I expect Jerry Cook to fall back by the wayside. Then George Kittle finally showed up, too. I mean, he's had a lot better than uh, Jared Cook so far. Six catches was not a season-high. 70 yards was, and it was his first touchdown. But... I think that's just a sign to come. I think he's going to be uh, just fine. I'll definitely take George Kittle in this matchup. The flex, I have Hollywood Brown, and Don't Drink and Drafts has Shady McCoy. Uh, Shady McCoy was disappeared last week. Uh, after having back-to-back weeks of 19.5 points or more, he puts up two points. <laughs> so Damian Williams returned and took over lead duties as running. Pat Mahomes looked a little banged up. The offense hasn't looked that great as a whole. They've been getting hurt in every game, it feels like. And they took their first loss last week. So I'm not too sure what Shady's role is going to look like going forward, but Houston's showed up to be a pretty good D this year, so I'm not too high on him. But to be fair, I'm not high on my own flex. Hollywood Brown has not produced the way I've expected. I picked him up after a great start to the season, but he hasn't caught five balls or 50 yards in the last three games. And uh, his touchdown last week was... You know, encouraging, but I'd like to see more out of him. So I might actually have to push this too, but based on actual production last week, I think I'm going to take Hollywood Brown at the flex. Another note, I talked about the Giants getting slaughtered earlier in the intro. I have the New England defense, so I'm hoping for a huge night tonight out of them. Uh, looking to the benches, I'm hitting hard with the bye on Josh Jacobs. That sucks. Then don't drink and draft. Um... DJX might come back sooner rather than later. But other than that, it's not much to talk about in our benches. So I'm going to take myself in this one, even though ESPN projects. Oh, actually, ESPN has me winning 139.7 to 127.7. 
but nobody be surprised if the 0-5 team beats me because that's my life. I bet Odell Beckham will kill me. I'm calling it right here, right now. <laughs> On to our second matchup. We have Kiefer versus the Salty Pretzels. ESPN has Kiefer winning this one 159 to 134. Let's see the reasoning for that. Uh, first up is the quarterback. Kiefer's still rolling with Dak Prescott, but I guess he really doesn't have anybody else. Uh, the Jets, like I mentioned earlier, can be thrown on more than anything. And um, we'll see if he can have a, another good game. I mean, he had a good fantasy game last week with 32 points and 460 yards. But he throws three picks. I mean, that's not what you want out of a franchise guy. So he's putting up numbers, though. Can't knock that. And someone else put up numbers is Kyler Murray, man. He put up 30 last week as well without throwing a passing touchdown. I mean, <laughs> so... The kid hasn't thrown for over 300 yards in three weeks, but he's put up 20 points in every one of those. So he's doing his thing. He gets the Falcons this week who were just shredded by Deshaun Watson. Not saying Kyler Murray is Deshaun Watson, but I'm saying the kid is good and has a lot of potential in this matchup. So this probably is going to end up being a push, but I'm only going to take Dak Prescott because we've seen a larger sample size of him succeeding against bad teams. Uh, to the running backs, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook for Kiefer. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say at this point. I, I praise them endlessly every week, and they continue to fucking dis- destroy everybody. Christian McCaffrey scored 55 on me last week. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> he gets Tampa. He's going to show London what the fuck he's made of. He's going to dominate, I bet. And Dalvin Cook gets Philly. Should be a competitive game, but he's just such an integral part of their fucking game plan that... He's going to score, so yeah, I don't even have to look to the other side. I'm picking this, guys, but to be fair, look at the other side. Salty Pretzels has a good backfield, uh, David Johnson and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry continues to surprise me. Maybe it's just because Tennessee finally woke up, but he has not had one game under 15 carries, and he's only had technically two games under 80 yards, but only one game under 78 yards, and he scored four touchdowns in five games. Uh, that's the consistency I look for in every one of my players. So great, great year. Probably keeps it up. And then David Johnson's a little banged up, so I'm not sure what he's going to do for Arizona this week. But this is actually is a lot closer than it sounds. But I'm still taking CMC and uh, Dalvin Cook. Not close. <laughs> I know it's just said it's close, but they're so elite. Anyway, wide receivers are Adam Thielen and currently Cortland Sutton for Kiefer, but he's got Kenny Galladay on the bench. Maybe he just hasn't made a look yet. Or DJ Moore. Maybe he wants to keep Cortland Sutton. I don't know. Uh, I don't expect Adam Thielen to put up 30 points again. He got what he wanted after he bitched and moaned. Um, He'll probably put up a solid 12 to 15, though. Can't be mad about that. Then Cortland Sutton, I don't really know what to expect out of him. I was expecting a bad game last week. He only caught four passes. Should be stoked. No, 70-yard touchdown. and He's got three touchdowns in the last two games. Maybe he's on the up and up. But... The other side has Julian Edelman and Will Fuller. Uh, Edelman has been killing it. I expect him to have a big game tonight. The Giants can't cover anybody. And then Will Fuller, man, coming off a historic 14-217 and three night. What a line. But, shit, if he's going to do it again, Kansas City's a team to do it against, right? (laughs) Uh, Deshaun Watson's looking his way. He's playing out of his mind right now. As long as he's healthy, that's a good start. This is this is close. I don't trust Cortland Sutton, but I really don't trust Will Fuller either. But I think I'm going to take Salty Pretzels wide receivers here because Julian Edelman is 
a beacon of consistency while Adam Thielen kind of only had a bad week because he bitched about it. At the tight end, Kiefer has Will Disley on a tear. Looks like uh, him and Russell Wilson have a good connection, especially in the red zone. I really like him. Then Salty Pretzels has Evan Ingram, who normally I would take over Will Disley, but Evan Ingram is out tonight. Did you hear me, Jay? He's out tonight with an injury. You better not fucking set your lineup again, or not set your lineup again this week, bro. So get in there, get Evan Ingram out of there. Uh, Taking Will Disley, obviously, because Evan Ingram was not playing. At the flex, Mark Ingram versus James White. Uh, James White should probably thrive tonight for the Salty Pretzels against the Giants because they're going to score like 100 points. But Mark Ingram has just been something else, man. He's up there in age, and he has not had his, any any days of under. Well, 12 carries is kind of low, but uh, 107 yards, 103 yards, 71 yards. He has six touchdowns on the season. Cincinnati cannot stop anybody on the ground. Uh, take Ingram in the flex here. And definitely take Kiefer overall as of right now. What I, we'll see what the situation at tight end changes to. But as of right now, uh, and he's got Juju on the bench. I don't know what's going on. This seems like these lineups are going to change a lot before Sunday. But this is what I work with. So, uh, yeah, taking Kiefer in this one. I expect him to extend his lead of first place. Then to running back, Los Gauchos has Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette. Foreign agent has James Conner and Chris Carson. Now, Alvin Kamara, um, back-to-back games are a little disappointing. I mean, I know 21 points is hard to call disappointing, but 16 carries for 62 yards is a little disappointing. However, uh, Alvin Kamara is a beast, and I think he's going to thrive this week against Jacksonville. And they're playing each other. Hey, he's got Leonard Fournette, too. Uh, Leonard Fournette has been otherworldly these last two weeks. He comes out of the gate with 66 yards, 47 yards, and 66 yards. No more than 15 carries. Pretty average, but still successful. 15, 16, 19 points. Then these last two weeks, 29 carries for 225 yards. 23 carries for 108 yards. 30 points both weeks. And where did that come from? Jacksonville just decided... Gardner Minshew isn't that legit. Let's pound the rock. Uh, I think these two are going to explode in a huge battle against each other this weekend. The other side is James Conner and Chris Carson. Uh, James Conner has had an up-and-down year. He has had only one game over 20 points, but it was 29 points. He hasn't received 15 touches in a game, and last week's 55 yards was a season high, for rushing at least. And that's not encouraging. Big Ben's injury has really hurt the Steelers' offensive production for fantasy. And James Conner is uh, no exception. So I don't expect too much out of him. But Chris Carson, I do expect a lot out of because Cleveland has just really not been good. And he has three games this year, 20 points or more. I expect Chris Carson to have a good day. But I'm still taking Kamara and Fournette in this matchup. As I mentioned, I expect them to trade blows back and forth come Sunday. To the wide receiver, uh, Los Gatchos gets Tyreek Hill back, it looks like, and Alshon Jeffrey is slotted back into the lineup. Tyreek Hill could be exactly what the Chiefs need. I mentioned their offensive woes earlier after they suffered their first loss last week. Maybe Hill can sort of ease that, uh, ease that pain. And then Alshon Jeffrey is still a number one dude for Carson Wentz and the Eagles. I told you that Minnesota should force them to pass more. Could actually be a pretty lucrative day for Alshon. The other side, though, Tyler Boyd and Cooper Cup for foreign agent. Tyler Boyd is really still the only guy available in Cincinnati. I mean, 
he has been killing it this year. Um, is that right? It's his first touchdown last week. That's actually kind of surprising. That's got to be on Andy. Red Rocket's not that talented. But uh, Boyd's going to get the look as long as he gets those 10 to 12 targets. A solid day. Then Cooper Cup, man, I told you all two weeks ago, he's the number one guy in Los Angeles. His last, th- his last four games have gone for over 100 yards. <laughs> like, what the fuck? He has 29 catches in his last three games for 339 yards and four scores. Yeah, lock Cooper Cup in is a must start. And because of Cooper Cup, I will take foreign agent at the wide receiver here. We slide on down at tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham for Los Gauchos and Mark Andrews for foreign agent. Jimmy Graham, uh, he's an interesting one. Caught a touchdown in week one. Had two weeks of all zeros. Caught a touchdown in week four. And then last week had a moderate, moderate, modest, either one, a small role in the Green Bay offense. Only three catches. So um, I don't trust Jimmy Graham that much. He's an elite talent, and Detroit defense is pretty shitty, especially at the linebacker position where they would need to cover Jimmy Graham. And uh, he's always he's always a threat to score a touchdown. Then Mark Andrews, Mister, I practice one game or practice one day every week and still play. I mean, catching five balls in three of the five games, he has two hundred yard games and three touchdowns in five games. He, he's definitely the number one look for. Lamar Jackson, he leads the team in targets. Top five tight end. Um, this is close because Mark Andrews' yardage production has gone down. I know I mentioned 200-yard games, but those were the first two games of the season. In the last three, he has 15, 31, and 45 yards, respectively. So not too encouraging, but I'll still take him over Jimmy Graham because he is a much more um, useful weapon in their offense. He gets targeted a shitload more than Jimmy Graham ever will, especially if Devontae Adams comes back. Um, so I'll take Mark Andrews here. Then at the flex, Los Gauchos has Brandon Cooks, and Foreign Agent has Scary Terry McLaurin. Uh, Brandon Cooks, man, I want to trust this guy, but he has three games where he has three catches or less. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in one of those games, you know, three catches for 70 yards, he's just such a boomer bust guy, and San Francisco's not the type of defense you boom against this year especially when you have someone like Cooper Cup eating up most of the targets and the looks. So I'm not too high on Brandon Cooks. While Terry McLaurin will come back. I think he came back last week. I don't know if he played last week. That's my bad. But they're playing Miami. Give me everybody playing Miami, please. I'll take Scary Terry here, and I'll actually agree with the ESPN projections, and I will take foreign agent for the W here. Looking at the benches, Los Gauchos got hit hard by bye weeks. David Montgomery, Chicago defense, John Brown. Wayne Gallman's banged up. O.J. Howard sucks. Uh, that's tough. Foreign agent on the other side. Still not trusting the woman beater, Joe Mixon. Got a bye week for Allen Robinson and Darren Waller and a sixth straight bye week for Jay Ajayi. Might want to give that dream up, kid. I don't think he's getting signed. <laughs> um, Chris Herndon also hurt himself running routes, so you can keep hoarding those tight ends, man. <laughs> Still picking foreign agent here. Oh, and I'll fucking see your ass next week, Christopher. The third match of this week uh, is Los Gauchos versus Foreign Agent. ESPN currently has Foreign Agent projected to win 145.4 to 139.3. Ooh, excuse me. Let's uh, take a look. Quarterback uh, Matt Ryan for Los Gauchos and Lamar Jackson for Foreign Agent. Now, Lamar Jackson is coming off by far his worst game of the season. 160 passing yards, only one touchdown, and three picks 
against the Pittsburgh defense, which is not normally that great. But he gets Cincinnati this week, so hopefully he can get those numbers up. I imagine he will. Uh, Matt Ryan's playing pretty well, but another game away from home is kind of uh, scary to me. The only reason it's not is because they're playing Arizona. I actually think I'm going to push these quarterbacks because I think Matt Ryan has been more talented with his arm, but Lamar Jackson's floor because of his legs is so significant. Um, I think they both have incredibly high ceilings this week, though, so we're going to push this battle of elite quarterbacks. I mean, they're both top five guys, right? Matt Ryan's six. Both top six guys. But, uh, yeah, we're going to push these guys here. Now, moving to the fourth matchup, we have my Nick is Chubman versus 1.21 Gigawatson. Uh, currently, ESPN has my Nick is Chubman winning 148.8 to 124.6, but that's solely because they're predicting Sammy Watkins to put up a zero. I don't know if he's hurt or what the deal is with that. But let's dive into this. So, quarterback Pat Mahomes for Nick, my Nick is Chubbin, and Deshaun Watson for the appropriately named 1.21 Gigawatson. Uh, these are two elite quarterbacks, man, in real life and in fantasy. They're playing each other. <laughs> so they're, I expect them to trade blows all night long. This should be like a 40 to 30 game, 40 to 35. Uh, we're going to push them. They're both going to put up 30 this week, I bet. Um, that should be fun to watch. I'm very excited to watch that game. I'm surprised it hasn't been flexed into a, a more appropriate time slot. For the running backs, my Nick is Chubbin has the namesake Nick Chubb and Damian Williams again this week. They're protecting Damian Williams at 19 points, man. I, I don't I don't see that. He's their number one guy technically, but that's definitely a committee. Shady McCoy has his role as limited as it's been. <coughs> Excuse me. But Damian Williams isn't, isn't an elite runner, man. He's on an elite offense. That's all he's got going for him. But Nick Chubb is an elite runner on a not elite offense, which it was supposed to be if you heard any talk about the Browns coming into this year. Excuse me. But uh, Nick Chubb, I think he'll be just fine. He's a top five runner this year. He's getting his 15 to 20 carries. He's putting up 75 and 100 yards, scoring touchdowns when they allow him to. So I really like Nick Chubb. Then the other side, Carrion Johnson and Aaron Jones for Gigawatson. Uh, Carrion is fresh off a bye, and he gets Green Bay. They've been semi-tough versus the run. I mean, um, actually, they're allowing the third most yards per carry this season. So good for you, Carrion Johnson. Uh, I expect a pretty good, pretty good workload for him. It's a Monday night game, so you want to control it. You don't want to get out of control throwing the ball too much. And then Aaron Jones, man, we all saw what he did last week. Four tutties. Uh, if that does not convince the Green Bay coaching staff to give him the rock, nothing will. So we'll see this week. I'm betting it does change their mind, and he totes the rock a lot. I'll definitely take Aaron Jones and carry on Johnson because I do not trust Damian Williams. At the wide receiver, my Nick is Chubbin has Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen. One of the elite pairings I've talked a lot about this season. Uh, Devontae Adams should be back this week. And look for him to be back with a vengeance. He's pissed off. He missed the last game. The receiving core looked abysmal without him. They're going to feed him again. Now, I don't know if he's going to get 150 yards in the first half. <laughs> but expect a big game from him. Then Keenan Allen gets Pittsburgh after he comes off a, 
abysmal four-catch performance. Uh, I expect Melvin Gordon to be a little more looking like Melvin Gordon, so that will take some pressure off the pass game and allow Keenan Allen to thrive against a very exposable Pittsburgh secondary. The problem for these two guys is on the other side of this matchup is DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, two other elite wide receivers in this league. Uh, D-Hop somehow played second fiddle last week to a monstrous game from Will Fuller, but he still caught seven balls for 88 yards, and that's not a stat line you're ever upset about. This is another exploitable defense. Maybe this is the week. Then Julio, man, he gets Arizona. (laughs) Good luck anybody in Arizona stopping Julio Jones. Uh, Patrick Peterson might be back now from his suspension, but still good luck covering Julio Jones. Definitely pushing these wide receivers. That's way too close for me to call. I'm not picking between them. Moving on to the tight ends. Uh, Delaney Walker for my Nick is Chubbin. Austin Hooper for Giga Watson. I'm sick of trying to expect Delaney Walker to do anything again. He scored 22 points in week one because my Nick is Chubbin played me. Plain and simple. Delaney Walker is not a viable option. He has three fantasy points in the last two weeks. Uh, (laughs) Not excited about him. Austin Hooper, on the other hand, he has uh, 20, 40, 60 fantasy points in the last three weeks. He is a very important part of the Atlanta offense, and I expect, expect that to continue. I will take Austin Hooper there. Currently in the flex is DJ Chark for my Nick is Chubbin and Sammy Watkins for Giga Watson. Uh, DJ Chark has become an set-it-and-forget-it kind of guy. He's a wide receiver, one-territory kind of guy. He's getting the looks. He's getting the end zone looks. Uh, he's putting up the yards. He's making the catches on the outside. I love everything I've ever seen from him this season. I'm happy about DJ Chark. But Sammy Watkins, on the other hand, after he blew up in week one, he has disappeared. Uh, Tyreek Hill's supposed to come back this week. Damian Williams came back last week. I don't expect him to do much going forward. The zero that they're projecting him for on ESPN is weird. Um, like I said, maybe he's hurt. But either way, I would take DJ Chark over Sammy Watkins. Uh, but in the end, I believe, yeah, I believe this game goes to 1.21 gigawatson on my calculations. Um, it should be a good one, not a 20-point matchup like they're saying. Looking at the benches, uh, in case Watkins or Watts, yeah, Watkins, yeah, is hurt. Gigawatson has uh, Tevin Coleman, Carlos Hyde, Golden Tate, all solid options to throw in there. And my Nick is Chubbin. If you don't want to trust Damian Williams, you know, Sonny Michelle gets the Giants tonight and what should be a blowout, and Matt Breida is killing it. So we'll see. I'll take gigawatts in this one, though. And that means that he's going to be the workhorse guy. Austin Eckler, he's not going to catch 15 passes every week or maybe ever again. <laughs> so I'm kind of sliding on him, too. Um Simply because he's the best back in the matchup, I'll take Harry Twatter's backs with Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard on the uh, pretty decent chance he falls into the end zone. Moving to wide receiver, Harry Twatter has Tyler Lockett and Calvin Ridley, who he acquired from the Shieldozer. Uh, Tyler Lockett's someone I've been doubting all year, and he's just proving me wrong over and over again. And Cleveland is exactly defense do that to keep doing that against. I don't know if Denzel Ward is playing or not. If he is, though, Lockett could get shadowed and it could be a long day. But he'll probably still find a way to succeed. Then Calvin Ridley, uh, he had a really good week last week. Five catches and a touchdown. Uh, 20, around 19.8 point day. He does have three scores in five games. Atlanta is really putting up points. And versus Arizona, that trend could continue. 
but uh, he's more of a low-end wide receiver, too, for me. Then for Shieldozer, Chris Godwin and Robert Woods. Man, as a Mike Evans owner, fuck Chris Godwin. He is on a tear this season. Three games with seven catches or more. Three games with 120 yards. And he has six touchdowns in five games. I mean, what the hell? He's on. He's doing something amazing. And people, people predicted it. I heard a lot of talk about him in the offseason, but I didn't buy it, so I took Mike Evans anyway. Uh, Chris Godwin's the number one receiver in fantasy football right now, so until that stops, I'm not doubting him. Then Robert Woods, uh, he's somebody I definitely doubt. He has not had many big days. He's had one game over 100 yards. It was 160 yards, but we'll call it an outlier. I don't trust Robert Woods. Uh, Chris Godwin might push the wide receiver matchup in their favor for me. Yeah, I just trust him more than Tyler Lockett at this point, which is super wild to even think about. But I'll take Shildozer at wide receiver here. And moving on to tight end, uh, Travis Kelsey versus Zach Ertz. That's an elite matchup. I love it. I really, really love it. And because of the matchup with Minnesota, I think Ertz has a pretty big day. So I'm going to push the tight ends because you can't have this battle of elite tight ends and make me decide. It's not going to happen. Sorry. At the flex, currently Harry Twatter has Ronald Jones Jr. in there, and Showloser has Philip Lindsay. Um, I don't trust Ronald Jones at all. He's definitely the best back in Tampa Bay, but they're committed to a committee for some dumb reason. Um, Denver seems to be waking up from that same problem they had last year when they refused to see Philip Lindsay for being better than Royce Freeman, and they're still splitting carries, but. Uh, I'll take Philip Lindsay because he definitely gets more trust from his coaching staff. So all in all, what I pick, I pick Russell Wilson, I pick Le'Veon Bell, I pick Chris Godwin, I pushed, I took Philip Lindsay. Damn, that's three apiece. All right, well, I'll take Harry Twatter because I don't like this show, does he? Fuck him, right? Yeah, Harry Twatter in this one, boys. Looking at the bench, uh, it sucks. He look, he's got Marlon Mack still on by or on by this week. Nice move, picking up DK Metcalf. And the Shieldozer is waiting on Saquon to get healthy. And uh, he picked up Famous Jameis. So we'll see how that goes. And for the final matchup this week, we have a battle of roommates. Harry Twatter versus the Shieldozer. Currently ESPN has the Shieldozer winning 143.4 to 135.9. Let's dive into this one. At the quarterbacks, Harry Twatter has Russell Wilson. Shieldozer has Tom Brady. Uh, weirdly enough, give me Russell Wilson, man. He's got four, four, excuse me, 12 touchdowns to no interceptions this season. He's on a different level. Uh, he's made Tyler Lockett look good. He's loving his new rookie, DJ, DJ, DK Metcalf. Uh, he's made Will Disley into what's looking like a star. Chris Carson's taking a lot of pressure off of his head. It's just been a good year for Seattle. They got Jadavion Clowney because the Texans are stupid. I mean, good year for them. I'll take Russell Wilson over Tom Brady because, uh, like I've said about 100 times, New England should shred the Giants tonight, which would mean a lot of groundwork for their running backs. Moving on to our running backs, uh, Harry Twatter has Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard. Shieldozer has Devonta Freeman and Austin Eckler. Excuse me, both of which he got from Harry Twatter. <laughs> Uh, Le'Veon Bell, having Sam Darnold back is huge for him. I think it'll vastly improve his prospects as now they can actually pass the ball, and it's not just let's focus on Le'Veon. 
So I expect Le'Veon to do some damage. Jordan Howard, I'm not sure. Minnesota's a tough run defense. Jordan Howard kind of feels like a touchdown-dependent player this week. I don't know if he'll do much uh, legwork between the tackles or between the 20s even, but uh, I'm not expecting a big day from him. Then Devonta Freeman, he gets Arizona. That's about as great of a confidence boost as you could get. He scored a receiving touchdown last week and uh, put together his second consecutive 20-point outing. But in those two games, he has 58 rushing yards total. He has not had a good year on the ground. So hard to trust, but expect a decent day. Then Austin Eckler, man, I'm actually going to say 15.8 projection is way too high. Uh, they said when they first got news Melvin Gordon was coming back, they said that they were going to put him right back into his position. So that is that. Uh, these are my projections for week six, in which Kiefer noted was a complete interleague battle, Division One versus Division Two. Uh, in matchup number one, I picked myself, which is Division One. In matchup two, I picked Kiefer, which is Division One. In matchup three, I picked four and agent, which is division two. In game three, I believe I picked 1.21 gigawatts, which is division two. And in the last matchup, I picked Harry Twatter, who is division one. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I am doing all right in my picks this year. I lost my piece of paper that had the thing on it, but I believe I was like 18 and 12 or something like that. Uh, I'll get back to you next week with a more accurate number. I can always check back on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, Giants, Patriots tonight. But more importantly, the Houston Astros play game five tonight. Now, last night we saw two game fives, and the away team won them both. And the Yankees clinched in Minnesota. So I don't. I, maybe y'all should be a little worried. Justin Verlander was off last night. See if Garrett Cole can get the job done tonight. Uh We'll see, man. We'll see. Yankees are waiting. They're, they're chilling, man. We're I'm just hanging out, waiting for y'all. So hurry the fuck up, man. I want this ALCS to happen. Go Yankees.